Welcome back to the Kill Death Podcast. I'm your host, Gray. Tonight, I'm joined by my internet co-host, live from New Jersey. We have Devin. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give you something different every time. And you know what? It it is perfect. I, um, you guys aren't hearing this at home in real time, but the last episode, some of the laughter did get cut out just for time. But last week, you really (laughs) fucking got me. Like, it was hilarious. And to no end, I wait every single time to see what you're going to say. I'm like the screech of Kill the Dead. Oh, we'll see about the bell reference. I like that. Yep. What's going on, Greg? You know what I realized? I, I was driving to work the other day. And if you dial 1-800-KILL-THE-DEAD, that is a real phone number. I don't really? know if you can answer when you call it, but I would like to purchase that phone number if available. What will we do? Like, what does the caller get? Just like so people can call in live. But like, let's hear from some of the listeners. Speaking of listeners, I think, guys, if you don't know, we're having a contest, a giveaway. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants to leave us a review on iTunes, good or bad. Good. We, <laughs> well, hopefully good. Hopefully good and five stars. But I also don't mind constructive criticism. And hopefully it's longer than one sentence so that it's not just an entry. See, that's but where if... you and I differ. I don't want constructive criticism. I just want all good reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can see that. I mean, I would I would hope that they're good. I feel like some of our episodes you really have to be in the mood for. But um, I think that can be said about any podcast. Like, there are some podcasts... Where I literally delete the download just because of the title. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's good or bad or closed-mindedness, but it's just the way I do it. So it's not going to surprise me if you guys listen at home, do the same thing. Maybe yeah. I'll do more work making better clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> But, so, if you leave a review between now and Halloween, we're going to have a drawing, and you have a chance to win either uh, NECA Friday the 13th, nope, NECA Nightmare on Elm Street doll, and or a Mezco Friday the 13th doll. So, we have two different things given away. All you have to do is leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, you know, it wouldn't hurt if you followed us on the Twitters at Kill the Dead One, or if you want to follow Devin at I Need You Jesse, or if you want to go to his website, I Need You Jesse.com. You can hang out with Ash at Ashes to Ashes on Twitter. And Brandon is PSP Black Sheep, I think, on IG, but he has a different name on Twitch and he has a different name. On Twitter, so he is a man of many disguises. He is, he is, and we promise he is making a comeback for all of our Brandon fans out there. He is hard at work, being a good husband, and he will return. He's not gone. Nothing weird has happened. He's still with us. I had to knock him out once, but that's about it. 
Yeah. Kidding. <laughs> kidding. Devin and Brandon are still waiting to watch Lord of the Rings together. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be snow on the ground before I watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is this year? 2019? Yeah. So, tw- six years ago was the Red Wedding on Game of Thrones. Oh, gosh. Okay. I've never seen an episode of that show in my life. Me I- neither. Oh, well, then perfect. I'm, yeah. I'm a huge advocate most of the times of just binging a show after it's done, canceled, or whatever, good or mm-hmm. bad. Like Game of Thrones is something I can never get into. I've also never seen all of Savior Private Ryan. I know Vin Diesel's in the film somehow, but I've never seen yes. him in. I, I I just can't get into Game of Thrones either. I I've seen an episode here or there. It's just I don't know. It's like The Walking Dead. When I, I know it's such a bleak show, and I love horror movies, but it's something about that show that's so bleak that I I don't I won't enjoy watching it. If people are just getting, you know, killed left and right and incest here and there and shit. It's just, I, it's just not my bag, man. I, I agree. I think in some aspects when it comes to that show in particular, I prefer the British uh, season or series, I think they call it, of shows. Like, I need a linear, all right, we're only going to do five seasons and then that's it. Right. No spinoffs. No fucking characters coming back after they were seemingly dead or arguing about their contract behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Just, this is the story from start to finish and everyone knew and everyone's fine. No cash grabs. Like I know it has at least one spinoff show. Um, which is kind of the deterrent from it. I read maybe the first five or six comics in real time when they came out. And I lived in Atlanta when they first started filming the first season. But it was of The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, I used oh. to work at Zoo Atlanta. For anyone that works at Zoo Atlanta listening, I used to be there. And uh, there's a jail or uh, police station in front of the, I, don't, I was going to say servant's entrance, but the employee entrance. Uh, that's where a lot of the first couple scenes are filmed. Hmm, okay. Um, so I saw it being taped, and I'm a, I was enthusiastically aware of it, but it still wasn't enough to hook me into Rick Grimes and the crew. I, I mean, I watched it from like season one until, and I, don't, I know I think season seven is when I dropped after they killed off Glenn. Um, but actually, I was checked out of that show for about a season even before Glenn was murdered. It's just, I, there's no end to it. I, I don't get it. I think I would have freaking killed myself if I was one of these people. There's, there's, the world is so dark and dangerous. I just, I couldn't, there's no joy in the show whatsoever. So I was detached after a while. I, I agree. It's like a weird Catholic purgatory. Yeah. And it's like people just aimlessly roam and situations occur because time happens but there's mm-hmm. nothing really that um there's nothing that happens it's just it's the same thing year after year and you know you have the governor the big villain for season three i believe it was and he's killed off but you know there's going to be another 
governor type character that comes later on, which was, um, oh, I forget, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character. I, I don't know why his name is blinking. But. He's the one that has Lucille, right? Yes, I kept thinking, I knew Lucille, I couldn't think of his name. People are screaming at us right now. Uh, definitely, because I, I don't fucking know it. I don't know why I know what the bat is called. Um, again, pop culture. Um, but, you know, for those of you listening that do know, so what? We don't know it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Still hang around. We got more to come. Exactly. <laughs> That would have been a perfect outro for like a commercial or something. Did did we talk about it chapter two? Uh, we have have not in any official capacity. I was waiting for you guys to bring it in on Slack because I have like, or I had so many things. I don't even now. It's not fresh anymore. I don't even know. Did you like it? Um. So I'll be the first one to say I've never read the book. I've only read mm-hmm. or seen the made-for-TV movie. Yeah. And if I had to say something negative about it, I think that if you have not seen a TV movie and possibly not read the book, there are a lot of things in this one they don't explain to the viewer, which I know is in the TV series and is probably in the book. So I think the film does a little too much leaning on um uh, old fans and not right. growing new fans. Yeah, that was actually one of my criticisms. So everyone knows I I'm not a fan of long movies. This was a film I really <laughs> felt like they could have cut out a good 30 minutes of the film and it still would have been as effective, maybe even more effective because you have a 3-hour uh, window to tell the story and, and to develop these characters more but you didn't i i felt they were less developed this time around than they were the in the first movie um yes there were certain cuts of different scenes i noticed where like the shot just lingered in a way where i felt there were a lot of scenes in the movie that could have been trimmed by maybe 30 seconds here and there and another scene that could have been cut out in my opinion, is in the beginning when um, the gay couple is attacked and one of them is um, killed by by Pennywise. I understand that that is in the story. I totally get it's in the book and it serves a purpose in the book. But in the movie, it went nowhere. It just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I didn't enjoy how... I, I take issue with this too because it's one, I don't see why we need to tie in a hate crime mm-hmm. that uh, gets finished by Pennywise. Right. And then we never address the issue why Pennywise is killing adults. Thank you. That was my next thing. Like, I, I'm not triggered because I saw, like, a gay bashing. I'm I'm annoyed because the story went nowhere. It didn't pick up anywhere else in, this, in the movie. And again, when is Pennywise killing adults? I don't remember that happening. No, that is. I mean, I know he's trying to kill the losers club, but that's different, right? Because they were there before and they've grown up and they they came back. Like there is definitely a thing. Again, they don't explain the amnesia. They they just kind of skim over it, and as they spend time there, it's like, oh yeah, my memories are coming back. But in mm-hmm. the um, TV series, they definitely spend more time in it, 
and I didn't understand other than for time, sure, um, you want to skim through some things, but I feel like that's an important thing, and if we're going to have a movie this fucking long, let, let's spend a little time fleshing out the amnesia part. Yeah, because that didn't make I was also confused, too. Okay, so they defeated Pennywise when they were, what, 12 years old in the first movie? Yeah. And then, did they all just move out of town immediately after that? Did none of them go to the same high school? Like, how did they, like, all of their memories disappear from that moment on? Uh, correct. I mean, it doesn't, I don't know, because I didn't read the book. In the movie series, it book. doesn't address it. Oh. Well, I might read it one day for fun. And when I say read, I mean audible it. I was going to say. But I do think that there is something that maybe, and sadly for you, there is a four-hour cut of this movie. Fuck that. That might explain it. And I think it could have just came down to poor editing. Because this movie is like, like you said, just under three hours. So to imagine there's a whole nother hour in there that got cut might explain it. But I think that when you're trimming things for content, lead to things to give you context is where they went wrong with this. The irony of the situation is that it movies collectively are longer than it miniseries. <laughs> Which is kind of wild if you think about it. I, I, yeah. I yeah, I don't know. And I, I think they did a better job with the final act in encountering Pennywise as, um, as a giant spider. I thought that was much more effective in the movie than in the miniseries. Um, I, it just, it's, I'm, I'm glad they also cut out a lot of things, including the child orgy. I'm glad they cut out the giant turtle that is the opposite mm-hmm. of Pennywise. I mean, it's... To be clear, with all due respect, Stephen King wrote this book while he was knee-deep in his cocaine addiction, and I think that shows with some of the choices he made in the story. Definitely. I don't I don't think for a second that... Um... Or no, this sounds weird. I don't think it holds the test of time as far as stories. Like, if you watched the miniseries or you read the book or you saw this iteration of it, I think everyone who respectively responds to the generation they were in is going to be fine with it. But it's not one of those things where it's like there are whatever age demographic that we are that will watch the original It miniseries and be just happy with it, content with it, makes you feel like a kid again. I was terrified of Tim Curry as a kid. yeah, And I had no clue that it was fucking TV or whatever the rating system, if there was a rating system back then, but, you know, safe enough to air on television, and there was no actual violence per se. And that's the same thing with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You don't really see violence. It's just implied. Uh, Right. But people getting, you know, cleaved with a, cleaved, cut with a chainsaw isn't a thing. And Mm -hmm. kind of like Pennywise is, or Tim Curry's Pennywise is practical effects. Yeah, I mean, Tim Curry's Pennywise is definitely the most memorable thing out of the miniseries. It is, with whatever criticisms I have with the new movies, I still feel as if the movies are better than the miniseries because they, it, they were just... A lot of things were executed a lot better. There's more freedom in terms of 
what they can show and the language they can use and, and even certain exposition they can give the characters. But um, I, that's not to say the movie was, was without criticism. No, uh, and definitely not. Like, I enjoy the things that we can take advantage of. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm a fan of the... They use the Marvel aging things to de-age the kids. <laughs> so it is fine that we have this technology now, but I also feel like we should have been... Like, there was no way this movie wasn't going to get a sequel. Right. Right? So it's like, why did we not just shoot the scene or shoot the scenes with the kids? Like, young Richie looks fucking ridiculous. Like, I don't know how this de-aging technology works, but <laughs> Finn, I forget his name, Finn Wolf something, uh, he, he looks atrocious <laughs> when they do his little flashback stuff. And... You know, whatever he's getting paid, but it it seems like just poor judgment and not believing in you're making a good film, or not rely so heavily on the child scenes too. Again, <laughs> that took away yeah. from the development of the adult characters. And you know what's funny is this movie, like the miniseries and like the book, really didn't give a fuck about the Mike Hanlon's character. <laughs> to the point where it made me think, well, why did they even have him in the movie? Although his character was beefed up more than he was in the miniseries and the book, but uh, he was sort of just the like the recurring friend. Oh yeah, <laughs> but they can only use they can only you know change things so much with the from the original material, I guess. You know, and I, that also makes me curious because um, you don't hear anything about Stephen King interfering with this script or this edition for the film. Oh, my, nope. <laughs> but, you know, we hear about him making requests for Dr. Sleep which is no big surprise to any Shining fan, including Jules, that Stephen King was not the biggest fan of The Shining or Stanley Kubrick's interpretation of The Shining. Oh, no, he hated it. Hey! Oh, hey! I made it. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he really um thought that Stanley Kubrick, like, bastardized his novel and turned it into something that it's not. And... I think if I remember right, the like made for TV version of The Shining was like way more in line with his vision. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Which wasn't bad. I didn't. I wasn't too mad at the miniseries. I don't know that I've ever said that. Saw that. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, sorry. 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 Grace sent me a text message, and and he said say something, and and then I my words <laughs> shit. I had a couple beers before um hopping on. It, I did That's trivia. Perfect. I did trivia with my my uh, new cohort of faculty, and uh, it was fun. We got third place. You kids and your alcohol. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, was it horror trivia? Okay, so one of the 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 final round was what directors 
of a movie also did the score. And so fucking, of course, I knew Halloween. But did you know? Yeah, did you know that fucking um, Clint Eastwood is uh, on the score or is like the the person who did the score for a million dollar baby? I did not know Uh, that. I've never, that's the boxing one with Hillary Duff? No. Yeah. No, your swank. Yeah. I have never seen that movie. (laughs) I do want to see that movie remade with Hillary Duff. (laughs) (laughs) All I can think of is the the Celebrity Jeopardy uh, SNL sketch where they had Hillary Swank and she's like, I'm a girl, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, but like, when has Clint ever like done music stuff so I, I i was very surprised i was like i don't think it's him but turns out it was him <laughs> he, he's been doing music since 1961 yeah he's old yeah i know the, the yeah, trivia master was like he's like 199 and we we're all <laughs> the fuck up yeah there was also an ill ill-timed um can i go off on this rant i'm sorry i've like interrupted with my bullshit Okay, so there was like a an NBA trivia question, and it was like, uh, who, or no, Magic Johnson retired the first time from the NBA in 1991. Why? And everyone's like, well, duh, he tested positive for HIV. And then some guy at the bar who got the question right when he read it off, who was like, yeah! And we were all just like, oh god, it sounded like you were just cheering for him to have AIDS. <laughs> I'm sorry, positive for HIV. <laughs> it wasn't because he cheated on his wife and got caught for being infidel. Oh, damn. They reward that, though. I mean, like, isn't that how he got tested positive for HIV? <laughs> Yeah, they sort of yeah. wore that kind of behavior. <laughs> you know, well, hopefully so, not. So he got, he, got t- he, he tested positive, so we're just going to ignore the fact that he was cheating on his wife because he has this now tragic issue. But yeah. he's rich enough where he gets fucking medication, so he's still alive and fine. Mm-hmm. As, literally... as, as opposed to like everyone else in the fucking 80s and the 90s who fucking died. Ugh. I know. God damn. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna be right back. I'm gonna go grab another beer because I feel like I feel like this movie merits it. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> well, that was an interesting little interlude by Jules. <laughs> yeah. So we are gonna talk about the Love Witch, huh? I believe so. We will get into it as soon as she returns. Um Okay. Hey, Jules. Welcome hey. back. Thank you. To the Kill the Dead podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's up, guys? <laughs> the reason we've all gathered here tonight is for the 2016 film, The Love Witch, directed, written, costume, edited, um, Probably many other things that I have not looked at yet by Anna Biller. Uh, Ash brought this movie up the last episode, and I thought that it was we should devote a little time to this just because it is quite a unique film. And 
Yeah, not is. to put you on the spots just so quickly, Jules, but your initial reaction when you started watching the film was hilarious to me on Slack. I don't know <laughs> if anyone else was fucking cracking up, but um, you want to you want to kick off your initial impressions? Do you want like me to read the Slack message? It was basically like, "What the fuck am I watching? What is going on? When is this supposed to be set?" Holy shit, tampon magic is hilarious. <laughs> Which That's basically the for, rundown. <laughs> for those of you that listened to our last show, that was definitely a highlight for me was the tampon dialogue. Uh, I thought it was one of the funnier scenes. I'm not sure if it was meant to be straight up funny, but I found it fucking hilarious. I just love that it was like a bunch of men, like, they've never seen a used tampon before. And like, the men were like, what is this thing in a bottle? And I'm just like... (laughs) But is it one of those things where men should know what a used tampon looks like? I'm sorry, if we talk about your erectile dysfunction on TV all the time, y'all better fucking look at a damn tampon. I don't mind a tampon, but a used one? I Like, I had... Soiled condoms on the floor when you or on the ground when you're walking around in the city, like what, whatever. Where's in there? That's well, I don't mind people practicing safe sex in public. That's fine. I don't mind practicing um, not bleeding on your expensive clothing. So you know, <laughs> I just I've I've never thought about seeing a used Here, here's the before. here's the other thing right like anytime you see a pad or a tampon commercial on tv they use blue water they don't even use fucking anything remotely looking like blood because they don't want to offend the male senses like no shit women know how fucking disgusting <laughs> it is we all know and y'all y'all have women in your lives you know like it's a thing. It's a part of life. It's the reason that we're able to procreate because we cycle out eggs from our body the entire time that we're fertile. Like, nah. I don't get it, man. Like, <laughs> shouldn't be I'm, the tab. It should not be the taboo that it is. And I don't think I to get on my fucking soapbox for a hot second. There are still women in this country who believe that you shouldn't use a tampon because it's gonna make you not a virgin for your husband. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a lot of taboo talking about your menstrual cycle and like everything that goes with it. So more fucking power to this director for putting it in there and poking fun and laughing and being like, men don't know what a used tampon looks like. (laughs) Because it's fucking true. (laughs) But I don't. (laughs) I just, I I don't, I'm not offended by it. I just, I didn't, but I didn't know that was a thing, I guess, I should have seen before. You know what I mean? Like I was just give thrown you a off. Pass because your partner is a man. Yeah, we don't have you know tampons Mm-mm. in the house. Yeah, yeah. So I'm but gonna, still. I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna give you a pass, but I'll, I'll definitely give you like some <laughs> bonus consideration. How's that? <laughs> Thank you. I, I'll take what I can get. Thank you. But Thank you. I think in general, I don't think. All right. For example, there are a lot more. At least when I lived in Austin, and there's a little bit here in DC. Um, there are unisex bathrooms. Right. And I feel as though, not saying it's disgusting more so one way or the other, but a used tampon or used toilet paper in the trash can are equally things where it's like, all right, well, let's wrap it up and not be so gross about it. I'm not saying a woman's menstruation is gross at all. 
But, you know, there are certain countries when people come here, they're not used to plumbing working. So everything still goes in the trash. And I'm sure everyone's walked into a bathroom at one point and was like, what the fuck happened in here? Yeah, no, I'm with you. But I mean, like, there's, you're sure, like, there's the decency of, like, wrapping up your used whatever the fuck you're throwing in the trash. Like, whether it's toilet paper or or other cotton products. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Well, I think that's one of the brilliant things about this movie is that it does sort of subvert gender roles and women's you know the way we think of women's sexuality and how their bodies have been used or seen oh, yeah. by men mostly. oh yeah so no no like there, there are so many movie. great things to talk about this movie but like you all started with jules what was your, your reaction and so you immediately <laughs> jumped on the tampon thing because that that made me fucking chuckle like no other um but yes there there is a lot of really awesome things about this movie for sure yeah. I, uh, okay, so this this may be the episode that gets me kicked off Kill the Dead because <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not finished this movie at all. It's, I, I recognize the, like I said, some of the, the brilliance and some of the commentary. I recognize it's highly stylistic. It's very, very well acted. I mean, it's everything about it works. There was just something about the film that I couldn't connect to. And I know this is a theme with me with long movies, but this movie <laughs> felt super long and it's only two hours long, but it felt longer than, it felt like I was watching Transformers 5. That's what it felt like. It felt oh, really, God. really long where I'm like, damn, I have an hour and 45 minutes left of this movie. Like, that's how it felt. It's been on for 20 minutes. But <laughs> like, like, why is this still happening? <laughs> but I respect the movie, but I don't think I'll watch it again anytime soon. <laughs> I have so many things. <laughs> I'm just trying to pick where my thoughts are going to go next. Sorry, Mrs. Writer and Director. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. So one thing that I think... Sorry, oh, we haven't even said what this movie's about. Have oh, we? yeah. Sorry. We, we jumped the fucking gun on this. <laughs> All right, Greg, stop this. (laughs) (laughs) The Love Witch is a modern-day film, which is kind of an ode to sexploitation horror in the 70s. There's a, a fair amount of nods to things that we took for granted in the 70s. It's just like, I don't know, sexy horror, erotic horror, or whatever. But I don't think that this film does it in such a way to where the woman or the lead protagonist is subject to the male gaze, Elaine or Samantha Robinson. But basically, a modern-day witch, after I've just said that, a modern-day witch might actually sound weird, um, uses her spells, magic tampons, to get (laughs) men to fall in love with her. No, to and be fair, all... the magic tampon was to protect and ward against evil spirits. I'm mad she only used it once, but she tried to sell a bunch of bottles of it. Which made me feel real creepy. <laughs> anyway, yeah. continue. I'm sorry. So we have the lead character, Elaine, who moves to town. Uh, she has what is hinted at a burlesque 
I don't know what's that like that burlesque history or dancing history, but she at some point found Wicca, and it saved her life in the as or in the way she describes it. And so she comes to this town and lover by lover she mates, and then all of her suitors, I guess you want to say, meet their demise through. A metaphoric broken heart. I don't know. I don't know if that's right. I think that. Are you reading that, or are you saying that? I'm saying all this. Okay. Are you saying I'm really wrong? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, no. I'm asking about the metaphoric because some of them were very much attached, and and yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm getting hung up on semantics. Go on. Well, no. I mean, let's explore that. So, <clears throat> no, 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 no. Seriously, I'm hung up on semantics. Like, we're all good. Keep going. I'm sorry I said anything. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it 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 is a O two seventy sexploitation at the heart of it. Yes. And we just follow Elaine on her sexual journey, or her love journey, really. I don't think it's so much sexual. I do enjoy the obligatoriness of objectifying the Elaine character. Of course, we have other cult members and stuff like that with Peni and Vagi hanging out. <laughs> but uh, I like that they... Even though I and think you could her tell, name was Barbara. <laughs> Barbara was a ginger. No, no. Barbara was the one that owned the apartment that she stayed in. Not the landlord, but the one whose apartment that she came to stay in. She was one uh, of the, the witches at the bar. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, she had a uh, very average name. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get into that because there's a quite a bit of a turn at the last bar scene. Oh, I can't wait. Which is the only way that this movie even made sense to me. Okay. I didn't make it that far, so you guys don't tell me what it is. Oh, we'll get there. Okay. Well, let's start with where you got to. Yeah, where did you get? So, the last thing I saw was um, Elaine and some guy. <laughs> I think it was the cop. Mm-hmm. That wound up falling in love with her. They were petting a horse. She fed him a carrot, and then they looked off to the distance. They saw some some play going on, some performance art going on. Did you watch the fucking Ren Fair thing? I not that part came up. I said, you know what? Fuck this movie. I can't do it anymore. Okay, so so you missed the part where they actually got married at the Ren Fair in her Wicca ceremony shit, like Ugh. legit married before they fucked. Okay. I, I don't know. Was if that I can before they fucked? I don't know, but they, yeah, they they actually like got married in in the the um, was it the solstice pageant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I I think my patience had just worn had <laughs> worn so thin at that point. I'm just it, it just it, the movie moved really slow, and maybe it's just me. I got a lot going on right now, so everything has to be a little quick. But I don't know. That, at that point, I just like I can't do this. It anymore. greatly picked up and got way more interesting after the Ren Fair. 
Yeah, yeah, I would say them. You have to like push through that pit because that bit was like for me too. I was just like, eh, I don't that is know. true. The second act is a long second act. I, I remember looking. I think I was an hour and four minutes in, and I'm like, oh, oh, wait, and there's another fifty four minutes left. Oh, I sped through some shit. I fast forwarded through a few things. It's just like mm. so. That actually brings up my point because I've seen this movie twice now. Mm-hmm. And, or not a point because I didn't make it yet but I do feel like the movie drags in places there isn't a um, I did a little panning and scanning the second time around because I'm like alright well this scene was too long or this was too much or pretty much any scene where she goes to the witch shop mm. is a waste of fucking time even when the cop mm-hmm. goes there like it's just stupid I think I mean the only thing that it had to do with the movie was to drive the point plot the plot point along that she was the witch in town and that she had the tampon magic bottles. Like that's the only reason that that magic shop needed to be included and to be included as many times as it was, it was just like, okay. And the, okay. Sorry. I mean, that's where I think that it was overdone because at no point is she hiding that she's a witch. No, not at all. She's a witch. So it's like, she gets interrogated by the cop, and she's like, yeah, I'm a witch, so what of it? Yep. <laughs> you gonna well, fucking judge read... me, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I also read that as a parallel to how even gay people can be viewed in society. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one point early in the film where they were being uh, harassed in a bar, and she was saying, I thought us witches were okay here in San Francisco. And Eureka. I, re- I related to that <laughs> very clearly. They're cool in San Francisco, but in Eureka, further north, it's right. not okay. Also, that park that she that Elaine picks up the first dude when she gets to that city, mm-hmm. I got so fucked up in that park. And I saw that park, and I was having flashbacks. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> now I really hope my students never listen to my podcast. But... <laughs> <laughs> It was an ordeal. <laughs> Where is that person? It's actually in San Francisco? No, it's in Eureka, which is further north. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so here's the thing, right? Her coven, she met her coven in San Francisco after the death of her first husband. And we'll get into the death of her first husband. Um, but then she moves up north to Eureka to... I don't know, start her love journey conquest or whatever it is further north. And the coven has like relocated up there. Okay. Yeah. So they all met and she was initiated. So when you have the flashback flashback scenes of her like on the altar with dudes and masks and penises everywhere. Uh, oh my. That was in San Francisco. And that was like a flashback to her initiation of like learning the craft and stuff like that. Okay. You y'all didn't notice the penises? Like the pube hair on this, I thought he had like a little penis mask on his crotch. I mean, I That's saw a pubic hair. Thing. I wouldn't say I saw penises. No, 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 no. It looked like a like a peaky hole, <laughs> and it just like dick was out of it. Man, those dudes are brave. <laughs> also, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna upload the picture that I took into the fucking Slack channel so you can see this. Man, those dudes. Give him an Oscar. <laughs> But I thought Samantha Robinson, who played Elaine, was, I mean, I, I would venture to say that's actually an Oscar caliber performance that she gave in the movie. 
she was so good. So such a strong performance in this movie. No, it was really good, and she was totally committed. And yeah. I think I think my issue when I first started watching the movie was that I couldn't tell if it was like supposed to be set in the 70s or if it was supposed to be modern day that was just through this lens because that's how she was living her life i was having a really hard time with that because she was driving like wait wait time out you had this penis picture at the ready (laughs) oh yeah i I sent it to zombie boy because i was like look at what i'm watching for the podcast (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for those of you listening she just sent us a picture of the scene she was talking about but see what I mean? Like, his penis looks like it's popped out of a piece of fabric and it's just sitting there on top of, like, a pube pillow. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Maybe you know, that's, a thrower. Yep, that's all him. <laughs> but, it, I mean, <laughs> I was looking and I was, like, looking at all these masks and I was just really thrown off by Because I don't know anyone who keeps their bush like that anymore. Like, let's face it, we're in an age where everyone at least trims. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, well. now, was it ever confirmed that this film was set in modern day, or was it actually set so, in the 60s or 70s? Okay, so here's my issue. Modern day. Here, yeah, so that's it, okay. right? Because when you're looking at the scenery outside of their immediate scenery, it's very modern day. You, say, you right. see, like, a 2016 Honda CRV, and you're like, oh, okay. Um, and then the realtor in the beginning pulls up in a BMW. Yeah. And like a totally normal, average, regular, regular car. And then, um, I mean like expensive, regular, regular, I don't drive, I drive a piece of shit Honda, but you know, whatever. Um, but then also when you look at the scenes toward the end, Devin, you didn't get there. Um, Mm in the cop's office, the main cop's office, he's got a like flat screen computer screen on his desk. But they have a fucking like Excel chart taped to it, <laughs> so that there's nothing actually on the screen. But it looks like there's something there. Like there was just little things like that where I was just like, it's taking me out of the moment and it's distracting me. But then I was also like, I can't tell if it's supposed to be like the atmosphere is supposed to be set through like her view of the world, or if the or if the movie was like supposed to be set in that time and they just did a shitty job of like getting modern things out. But clearly like that's, that's not the case. It's, it's more of like, this is her rose tinted way of seeing things, excuse me, way of seeing things and like her experience of her life. And this is how she's living it as this like sex goddess who in the seventies would have been fetishized and she's trying to like own it. So when you contextualize it a little bit more, it makes sense, but it, I, I had a hard time going into it because I knew nothing about the movie. They were just like, we're watching this for the cast, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I had no fucking clue. And I wasn't here last time when you guys recorded the mini episode, so I had no idea about the tampon magic, which was kind of like the the, the hook, I guess, for us to watch this. Yeah, I wasn't so- sure. Yeah, because I saw like the background, the modern cars and everything, but I wasn't sure, like you said, if that's if that if the movies actually in modern day times, or if this is, a, I don't know, an independent film when they couldn't really get access to a lot of period pieces to put in the background, right? But, okay, sorry, Greg, I think I just cut you off. No, it's fine because it's like you actually brought up a point I want to talk about. I'm not sure if you did it intentionally or not, but you said rose tinted um, glasses or perspective, correct? Mm-hmm. 
So, in the movie, there are several, I want to call them transformations. Yes. And there are times where there is a rose tint or red tint on the screen. And the thought process or that I believe behind it is that rose tinted or that phrase rose tinted glasses lenses or whatever means optimistic or autism. Not autism shit. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um I would like to say I went to happy hour extremely early today, so I do apologize. Oh, is that what HH is? Happy hour? <laughs> yes. Um, but an optimist, which is the way she is. She thinks that she will have a chance at love, even though she's well aware that all these people keep dying. Well, here's the uh, other thing, too, though, with the, with the rose tinted. I'm going to pause you for a hot second. Is that sometimes when you say that someone's wearing rose-tinted glasses, you also are implying not just that they're optimistic, but they're, like, delusional to an extent. That they're willfully choosing to wear these lenses and not see the greater perspective of reality. Right? Which is Elaine's problem as well. Right. So it's both. Okay. I just wanted to point that out before we moved on. Before I forgot that point. I know you guys are going to go to the ending, but, like, does she survive this movie? Mm, it's kind of... I like, think is there a chance for a love witch, too? No. Okay. I don't think so. So, I took the ending... Can we, can we, can we do that? Can we get to spoilers? Can we... Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. Because I'm totally going to spoil the ending. So she stabs cop guy in the heart. Like, they know, I don't think they ever even have sex in the movie. And do they? No, but she has these implied things, right? And this is what I mean by the female gaze isn't really taken on, but it's there. Right. Like, there's a lot of scenes where she's having flashbacks but she's laying on her back ready to be taken or whatever so it's implied that she's either masturbating or this is the sex scene right right so anyway she ends up stabbing him after the crazy bar scene that we'll get back to and then she like leans back on the pillow and just like is lost in their fantasy love and i kind of took that as like I don't know, maybe she was going to, like, kill herself to join him to be in, in the, like, the weird spirit sex realm. I don't know. But anyway, she stabs him. It's like, all of a sudden, he's, like, leaning back on the pillow. You think that they're finally going to actually fuck. And then she's just like, and stabby, stabby, stabby in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> but it also fulfills, like, her vision that she had of him that she painted of him on the ground with her holding the bloody dagger and his heart in her hand. Damn it, Jules. I was going to watch it tonight. Were you? Were you really, (laughs) Devin? (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But I mean, if you get through the Renaissance Fair thing, like it starts to pick up and it gets a little bit more interesting. Yeah, the musical part lost me for a little bit. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. 
That's when I was texting Zombie Boy all the weird photos that I took of the screenshots. And I was just like, hey, look at this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got more. <laughs> oh, I can upload those to Slack, too. <laughs> well, since you guys say it picks up after that scene, um, I will resume. I think it's only, there's, what, like a half hour left after that? I know it's towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll fuck it out. I'll listen to it. Or watch it. Seriously, just, like, the only thing that you need to know that happens in the Renaissance scene is that they end up having a, a, I don't even really know if it's Wicca, but it's supposed to be some weird version of Wicca, um, that they get married in, in the, the scene. So, like, they become players. It's, like, the whole, it's really weird, too. They, like, take them out of their perfectly coiffed riding clothes and hair. Mm-hmm. And put them in like Ren Fair clothes, and they're like giggling while they're getting stripped, and they're like, <laughs> and then they go up on stage, and then they like get their hand tied together with this really, really, really sexy silk rope. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I-, I was thinking about it for other purposes, but whatever. Um, sure. <laughs> and then they get their then they get their rings put on, and then they're like, and you're married. And then they untie their hands, and they have a banquet. So like, really, all you need to know is that they got married at the Ren Fair. And then and after um, that, you're like, whatever, pick back up with the rest of us. All right, I'll fast forward to that part. Like yeah. the thing is, I, I respect the film, and I'm really impressed by the style and everything from a technical aspect, from the the directing, the writing, the the acting, from everyone. It's and I I would, I would even recommend the movie. I just personally could not sit through it. It felt long for me, but I know I'm also a weird person who can't take long movies. Which, congratulations for watching It Chapter 2, by the way. I just want to say that person. I just want to say that. I had a drink right after. That shit was long. (laughs) But I agree with you. Like, the film was really, really well done. And, like... The casting was really good, and the scenery was great, and the acting was amazing. And I, except for the witch shop girl, I didn't like her. <laughs> I thought she was fine. Like no, I mean I understand being like the stereotype, like vapid, you know, hippy dippy whatever. I, I grew up in fucking hippy dippy Wicca areas, but and, and that sounds really. I, I'm not trying to insult anyone who's actually any of those things. Um, but she just seemed like a caricature of, but like a hollow, a hollow caricature, right? At least when you, generally when you see a a caricature of someone, right, you're like, okay, at least it's got some like entertainment value, but she was just like hollow and vapid and a caricature that just like fell very flat for me. Mm -hmm. And... So other than her, which could have been the direction, I'm I'm not sure. You know, I I don't act. I don't I don't even pretend to know anything about the process. Um, but there was something that seemed like a disconnect, either between what the director wanted of the actress or what the actress wanted to bring to the character. It just felt that felt clunky to me, and I think that's part of why Gray, you don't really care for those scenes because it's part of it should be character driven because what are you going to do in an herb shop (laughs) um (laughs) but like 
it, it just falls flat. And I and I think that maybe that's something that we're picking up on that isn't isn't great. But everything else, I agree with you, Devin. It's fucking. It's a beautiful movie. And I want to see more from the from the director, from the writer, director, costume designer. <laughs> the let's the, make this fucking film. Person. Yeah. 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 And this is only her second uh, feature film. Oh, statement, not a question. I, wow, I that's impressive. I'm not sure. I'm not doing smart things with my smartphone, so I couldn't tell you. Um, no, but the last thing I will harp on is that, um, not even harp on, but the last harp, thing I'll bring up. Because there was the harp. Was, <laughs> Sorry. I was, I, I felt as though this movie had some connections to the Scarlet Witch or the Scarlet Letter. And, um. Wait a minute. She, Those are two very different things. The Scarlet Letter, not the witch. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. You notice from time to time throughout the film, she goes back to the all red wardrobe, uh, which red is a prominent thing in the Scarlet Letter, as well as um, her name is Elaine, which has no relation to Hester Prynne, other than Elaine translated means sun ray or ray of light or shining light, whatever you want to do it. And that's kind of how you see the film, right? There's definitely a different lens on it highlighting mm. her and her yeah. scenes. Yeah, so I don't right. think that part was an accident at all. There's a little bit of play there. Interesting. Uh, but I have not read The Scarlet Letter since 97. I probably haven't seen the Demi Moore movie since 97. <laughs> Because I think I watched that instead of reading the book. <laughs> I think that was one of the books that I was supposed to read the summer that I met you. In like yeah. 2000. Wait, way to date us. I know. Sorry, bud. Um, and I think I remember distinctly throwing it in a duck pond. <laughs> Damn. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to read this. <laughs> that seems very plausible. Uh, it's very, very young, mad professor of me. <laughs> I liked the Scarlet Letter. That was my book. I don't remember what happened. I mean, I remember the the overall plot, but I can't remember exactly what happened. But I remember I enjoying just, it. I just felt like, and again, I've not read it. I actually don't know. But I felt like it was like really just judgy of women. And I was feeling very self-entitled and very about women should be able to do the same shit that men do and I got really pissed off when I threw my book in a duck pond <laughs> that's fair <laughs> granted I've never read the book to actually confirm or deny that my assumptions about you know gender equality were true or false in the book so you know my bad <laughs> but that is what this film ends up doing right is that it turns the concept of the scarlet letter on his head into where she is saying these people have to die because of her religion. I think all she's doing is trying to find the perfect mate. It's not her fault that they die. Same as the Scarlet Letter of these women are witches. They're committing adultery. They're doing things that we don't like. We don't believe that is okay. They have to die. Which I enjoy that there's a play on that throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um. Well, and I also like that, like, she actually didn't have a hand in any of them directly dying, right? Like... Well, Richard. Oh, okay. Richard doesn't count. She stabbed him in the heart because he was her fated one, and then there was some weird shit at the end, right? Um, well, maybe but... because he was a dick. But no. But, um, bump. Um, <laughs> but I think that she killed him because he was her fated one. Mm-hmm. Everybody else died of, like, they weren't enough for her. Right? Like, was it was it Noah? Is that his the first guy that she met in the park that I got Wayne. friends with? Wayne. 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 Um, but, like, he ends up, like, she's just like, oh, man, you give them what you want, and they cry like babies. They just are the same. Like, and then he has a heart attack and dies. Like, she didn't actually kill him. Well, she did give him some herbs that probably put his heart at risk. Um, but then the the realtor's husband, he fucking slashed his wrist in the bathtub. Right. I mean, she didn't actually kill anyone. Right. No, physically. Except, except, for, for, except for Richard, who was her mm-hmm. fated one. And it's like, okay, so why did you... Okay. Right. Anyway, which that part was fine. Yeah, that part was fine. And then, and then she lays back on the pillows with his dead body next to her, and she's like having these visual fantasies of their perfect life together after their Ren Fair marriage and shit. I don't know. I feel like I'm missing a lot of context with this movie. I mean, I missed a lot because that was just a whole section of dialogue. I had nothing to add. <laughs> But I'm with you in the themes of of the things that you pointed out, Gray. Like, I, I, I very much agree. But the end of the movie for me kind of gets muddled. And I feel like maybe I've missed something along the way. Which is entirely possible because not very much unlike Devin, I do have a short attention span. And although I did sit through the whole movie, there were definitely times where my attention waned. And I did other things. No, I mean, if I had the time, which probably won't happen in the next month, to reread The Scarlet Letter and then to watch this film again, I'm sure there'd be a whole different level of understanding going on. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm missing a big component because I threw a book in a duck pond when I was 16. (laughs) Yep, you ruined your adulthood. I did. I ruined this conversation. Almost, you know... 19 and some change years ago I ruined we, I ruined this conversation we can past, round down to 15 past me did not fucking have future me in mind uh, she definitely did not no she was a selfish little bitch <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so Devin would you recommend this film sight unfinished yes Jules. I think it's oh oh <laughs> no commentary <laughs> yes or no go <laughs> well I, I do recommend I think, it's a un- I think it's a unique film and it's it's such an incredible style to it and it's it's an interesting story it's just my dumbass I just couldn't sit through the movie the whole time but I will but I do recommend the movie 
end scene. Jules. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I would definitely recommend the movie. I think if you're a person who thinks a little bit too literally about everything when you watch them, you might want to read a little bit of the backstory and get a little bit of information before sitting in on it, because I was kind of like, what the fuck am I in for? Um, <clears throat> you know, if, if you've read The Scarlet Letter, it's probably helpful. Um, you know, or you could just, you know, be a duck pond girl like me and go for it. Um, but I definitely did like the the positive spin on like women taking back their sexuality and taking back some of the things that mm-hmm. have uh, always sort of been taboo to talk about. Um, and I, and I really, I really appreciated that. And I think it was done well. And I think that the hyper stylization allowed it to be, viewed in a way that kind of like gives you a sense of I don't know like solidarity for for womanhood um even though it was made in 2016 it feels like like yeah we sh- we should be thinking like this and we should be trying to kind of push the envelope or whatever um but yeah I would definitely recommend it two knocks nice touch uh, I as well, for all the me reasons aforementioned, uh, I don't think I have anything else different to say other than I would enjoy a second watch, definitely, of this once I do take the time to read the Scarlet Letter again. So, yeah, there's that. Okay, can we talk about the bar scene now? We never uh, talked yeah. about the final bar scene. Boom. Yeah. Lay it on us. All right. So I thought it was super, super cool. She was like, oh, you know, again, kind of reminiscent of the conversation earlier when like, oh, I thought witches were allowed in this bar. Right. And like to a point they were just tolerated. Right. And then cop guy Dickard lets out that she was in charge or she was the reason that um, Wayne, the teacher, was killed. What? had died right he was just like well you're the reason he's dead and then one of the the i don't know if she's one of the dancers or if she's like a cocktail waitress there she's like you killed my teacher and the whole fucking bar turns on her right and then the guys in the bar like the i guess you could say like i don't know stereotype like country folk or whatever like oh witch burn her burn her and then they throw her on the ground, and then they, like, actually try to, like, come at her and rape her? Like, I don't know if you all noticed that part. Like, a bunch of dudes were walking and, like, unbuckling and unzipping their pants. Pants. Not pants. Excuse me. Pants. <laughs> as if they were gonna, like, just either, like, gangbang her or, like, take turns railing her or whatever it was. But then Dickard was just like, no, let's get out of here. And then Captain Sabo. No, I mean, I think that that plays back into the Scarlet Witch, damn it, letter thing. <laughs> uh, how we look at literature and interpret it, burning someone at the stake as teaching them a lesson with literal fire. Right. When this interpretation is, of, oh, well, she's a whore, let's treat her like a whore. Right. 
Which I right. thought was a perfect piece. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's sort of like an eye for an eye. Yes. Um, yeah. In which I am in no way calling women that are okay with their sexuality a whore. Okay, I'm just qu- quoting what I saw in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, anger. but but that that is kind of, that is sort of the, the narrow-minded view that, that the director was trying to show, right? Like, oh you're you're okay with your sexuality you you there must be something wrong with you you have to be punished you have to be taught to think like everyone else how dare you own your own sexuality and right own how dare you how I'm dare gonna you teach you mm-hmm. with my dick yep. i'm gonna take ownership of it i'm gonna humiliate you it's right. a modern day version of burning at the stake yeah no yeah. it really is yeah or maybe they were just gonna windmill it and just show her a good time. <laughs> Way to fucking take a poignant, like, attempted rape scene and be like, windmill jokes. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what a windmill is, you might not want to look it up on the internet. Or they yes. might. Or you, you know. might. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how old you are. I don't know your life. But, you know, just be careful. <laughs> well, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, at any rate, remember that was Jules, not Gray or Devin. <laughs> Fuck you. Don't throw me under that bus. Too late. <laughs> Whatever. I own my sexuality. I don't have a dick to do windmills. It's not me. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm I'm not here to tell you it's not you. So there. <laughs> Thank you. Don't judge me in my choices. Yep. <laughs> all right. So I think that uh, all dicks aside, <laughs> up to uh, a classic conclusion. <laughs> oh boy. God damn it. Um, but you know, this film is worth checking out. It's on Amazon Prime right now, and or. Or Amazon Prime Video. I just realized someone pointed this out to me that I say Amazon Prime all the time, and that's not the same as Prime Video. So I'm sorry. Wait, but not if really. You ha- if you have a Prime account, don't you have ex- access to Prime Video? Yes, yep. but I never say Prime Video. I just say Amazon Prime, which is not the video service. That is the delivery service. Oh, your so Prime so Perk. It's your videos of Prime Perk. Yeah, it's also on Shutter too. If you have Shutter, yeah, that's where Ashley's saying. Yeah, um, it is. It's on both, which is rare. And uh, I'm real quick. Have you guys seen the tweets by the guys at Hawker House? House Hawker. I always say that backwards. No. I feel like I have, but refresh my memory. They have an internet short. Uh, I didn't get to watch it yet. I just saw the tweet yesterday, but I didn't have time to go on YouTube. Uh, I think it's called Bad Cops, which I wanted to see if you guys had seen yet. But I guess no. not. No. 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 Not gonna. Not gonna pretend. No. I don't even know what you're talking about at the moment. Um, but I've also been out of Twitter land for like the last two weeks. So. Oh well, come back in. The water's fine. Yeah, you know that's what what happens when you go to your best friend slash might as well be your sister's wedding out in the 
the forest somewhere and you don't have internet. But you had people that love you. So I what, did. I did have people that love me. And I got to be barefoot for a week. Can I tell you how fucking glorious that was? Please do. <laughs> so I, whenever I teach my classes, I take my shoes off because I hate shoes. I really hate shoes. I protect my feet in as much as they need to be protected from gross things and broken glass. But I hate shoes. Hate shoes. Um, so I got to run around in the forest for a week without shoes on, and it was amazing. Well, fuck yeah. 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 That sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you when you grow up a fucking mountain kid in the forest, and then you get to go back to your roots after being out in the swamp for fucking years, <laughs> to the point where I'm so allergic to the, the fire ants in Florida that, like, I have to, um, like... Like, it's a thing. I have to go to the doctor when I get bit by a fire ant because, like, my whole foot will swell up from just one bite. And they keep telling me just not to go around fire ants, which is impossible in Florida. If you didn't know, Florida's got bugs for days. I'm not going to Florida anytime soon. Yeah, me neither. And that's that's one of the reasons. Bugs? Yeah. That Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's Florida. Actually, I was supposed to be in Florida, like, right now as we speak for Halloween Horror Nights, but... Or for your anniversary. For our anniversary. My partner and I go there every year. But um, he has a work thing, so we had to back out this year. Well, that's unfortunate. But you're not in Florida, so that's okay. Yeah. Disappointing about the um, theme park thingy. Because last time I... Does she get bored? Is she dead? Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 no. I was playing with the cord to my to my headphones, and I ended up unplugging my headset. I'm sorry. Okay. That's anyway. Good. Anyway, I'm 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 gonna shut up. All right. Up. So I I know this episode is gonna air like way after Friday the 13th, but we are recording this on Thursday, Friday or February. Wait a minute, September the 12th. <laughs> so. <laughs> I can't talk. Words aren't my friend thing. So, what are you? Are you guys doing a little Friday the Thirteenth marathon tomorrow? It's also the full moon. I feel like I'm obliged to go be out in nature and like fucking around, being a fucking creepy kid. <laughs> but we'll see. Right. I'm not watching the whole franchise, but I will be doing Takes Manhattan. Goes to Hell, and Jason X. Okay, so the terrible ones. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not going to disagree with you. Uh, Ash might, but she's not here to defend her franchise. So whenever it's Friday 13th... Why are you choosing those ones if they're not even like your top of the franchise? I'm curious why that selection. Jason X is actually... Probably my number two. Okay, but like the rest of them. them. No, I'll be honest. I absolutely hate Jason Goes to Hell. But it is the only time in cinematic history that the same person that plays Freddy Cougar and the same person that plays Jason Voorhees is the same person. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very true. I see see your logic. I see your logic. And then uh, Jason Goes to Manhattan is the first 
Uh, Friday the 13th, I remember as a kid being able to watch as much as I wanted to. Because there's no blood in it. Was oh, I think it I was just... 13 No, I was just old enough to where I knew how the cable box worked. <laughs> and angle it. <laughs> yeah. I'm also supposed to go to, like, a department function thing tomorrow. You know, that professor part of being the mad professor. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't think I get to do anything fun. I've got to, like, teach and then... If I get a chance, I'm going to go be a creepy kid out in the forest or some shit. There you go. Yeah. How about you, Devin? Yeah, what are you so doing? Every, so every Friday the 13th, my partner and I, we, we just settle on three films. I pick one, he picks one, and then we sort of do like a wild card for the third one. Okay. So he chose the remake. So I'm, I chose part six. And then the wild card, as much shit I just gave Gray, it actually might be Jason X. or the very first friday the 13th because i've seen all the others so i love the first one the first one's so good yeah i mean it's not my favorite but it's 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 a good it's a it's a classic i mean it definitely sets up for the franchise right like it's good it's good yeah Yeah. okay so yeah that and drinks and i'm staying off the streets because it is a full moon <laughs> so that's gonna be my friday the 13th so yeah i mean you stay off the streets but you go be a creep in nature yeah i guess you don't live in nature though you don't live near nature you live in jersey yeah Even though like, it, with... it's the garden state but i don't know where the garden is yo let me tell you guys something i i don't know why i didn't bring this up earlier <laughs> just thought about this so you know friday the 13th part one was actually filmed here in new jersey Mm-hmm. Um, it was filmed at a, actually at a working camp. So this working camp has live tours every so often. And how it works is you go on the website and you have to register. And when they announce a tour date, they'll email you. It's like a raffle system. Holy shit. Yeah. So I signed a sub and I say, you know, make sure you check your email every day because we don't have these dates set in stone. Great. Finally got the email, and they said you can go ahead and register. It's uh, the tour date's going to be this, that, you know, whatever days. I think I had it scheduled for this Saturday, the 14th. Um, tickets were $395 each. Holy shit. Go fuck and yourself. For two of us, I said, Jeebus. no, no. I'm going to be sitting here watching Friday the 13th and then come from my own home. Fuck that noise. Yeah. 390 what each? 395 each. I feel like, and I, don't quote me on this. You know, I can fly back home for that, for that much. <laughs> Sorry. I, I figured like 50 bucks, maybe even 100. That I can swing. Yeah. Maybe uh, $800 for two people. Gray, how much okay. is it to go tour the Overlook? Because we're still doing that. To go, go tour the Overlook is far cheaper. For First of all, the three of us could stay in one hotel room. For less than $395. And I could probably get my plane ticket for less than that, too. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm not partaking. I mean, I guess it is a bargain because you do get a, a lunch out of the deal. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> get lunch. My neighbors but... fucking hate me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking cackle echoing. What, like, what, what do they feed you? Caviar? 
Like, yeah, I hope so. Stuff of a stripper. What? What do? You, what do you get for lunch for that price? I, this price includes so the tour. I believe it's like an all-day tour. I want to say it's twelve hours. Jay and some fucking crackers or some shit. <laughs> they say they give you lunch. There's going to be you know like a guided tour. Some of the stars um, from the movie are going to be there. Adrian King. Um, there are other people Steel? I can't remember. Who does say? Oh yeah, Amy Steele. Um, no, no, no. Adrian King. Adrian King okay. from the first one. Um, Tom Savini is going to be there. But fuck that. I'm not. I'm not balling like that. That's a lot. Yeah, I don't. Like I like, need all the surviving members that have played Jason to be there. I need to be killed on film. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I want to be in the fucking canoe in the middle of the fucking lake. <laughs> yeah. Someone come sense. for me. <laughs> yeah, so but, I mean, people will pay. People will pay. Duh. I mean, like people do pay. Clearly, yeah. if there's a raffle system for this, like people do pay. Jesus, like, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. I want more out of my my experience. I guess I don't know. There, there. Hmm. Yeah. So I'll be on Twitter talking shit to people on Friday thirteenth, <laughs> Saturday fourteenth, and it's free. Maybe, so. maybe I will dip back into the Twitterverse. <laughs> yeah. I actually think that if I have time, I might delve into the O nine. Friday the 13th as well. We'll see how my Friday goes. If you watch it, let me know. Are you, like, off all day tomorrow? How do you get to have this fucking marathon? That's only four movies. Mm. No, I'm not off tomorrow, but I am dedicated to the holiday. I originally, before I I have a work thing on Saturday, but originally I rented a cabin in the woods, and I was just gonna stay in the woods by myself watching horror movies. Can I take your fucking ticket to that shit? <laughs> I was gonna say, like, where's my invite? Can we can we do a cast version of this shit? Can we for all real? meet up for this shit? Like, and you know what we're gonna watch? Cabin in the Woods. Oh, oh we gotta do that. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm game. If you guys want to have a Kill the Dead weekend, we can do that and get a cabin somewhere. And do you know how many times your house has been volunteered for Kill the Dead anything? <laughs> what? What? Ash's Ash's birthday is coming up, so you got voluntold for that shit too, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, I'll be out of the country, so I can't do that. Oh, that's that is unfortunate. You're right, but yeah. Oh my God, we could do a live episode. That would be insane. That would be insane. I mean, like, oh. these are live episodes, but, like, live all of us together would be crazy. <laughs> Maybe go on yes. YouTube. We'll see. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone from podcasting into video casting. <laughs> <laughs> We're vlogging this. <laughs> Stepping it up. <laughs> Alright, well with that being said That wraps another episode Tune in next time for Our, what are we doing? Halloween traditions <laughs> How do you enjoy the spooky season Or fuck it, how we enjoy the spooky season Maybe Yeah, not how do you Audience, yeah. how do we <laughs> I don't know, someone could tweet into us And tell us how they do it We could read off some tweets from fans Yeah That'd be fun sure. Yeah, tweet us 
Kill the Tudus. Yeah. Tudus. At I, Mad Professor at Mad Prof Jules is me. Or and I need you just self. I need you just Rewind it back 15 seconds so you can figure out what we both said. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. Say goodnight, folks. Goodnight, folks. Bye.